0: Okay, welcome to Classic Comics Cavalcade. I'm Jason Sachs. I'm Amir Malikpour. And we're talking about Jack Kirby's New Gods. Uh, Welcome to the second episode where we talk about New Gods number two, Oh, Deadly Dark Side. Um, After the breakneck pace of the first issue, uh, this issue continues with the breakneck pace. It just never seems to stop it's got action it's got world building it's got um, some amazing kirby machines it's got um Dark Side sitting in a chair i don't know what else you would want in a new gods comic especially one that's really setting up events that are going to happen in future issues what do you think of it reading it um i guess not really for the first time amir but for the first couple times
1: um i really i thought it was a little bit uh there was a little bit of a character definition so this is kind of like let's slow down a little bit but it's so funny you mentioned is it's both breakneck and also slow down to get to know the characters a little bit because it's like on the first page you're like whoa like this is how the world started when the old gods died broke up into the planets one of them is sunlight one of them is like hell pretty much you see like hell minions coming out of um Apocalypse, and you'll see like this brightness. Earth looking like, so it's like whoa, it's like the end of the world, or like the restart of new gods. And then you see like, but then you get kind of introduced to, um, you know, the new Genesis. How beautiful it is. Um, I did want to say that I I love the cover uh, because it it does, you know, it just it gives you like, hey, you're gonna get introduced to a uh, dark side. You know, read oh deadly dark side. It's
0: it's a Kirby collage like you were talking about last time too. Oh yeah, what is that thing? Is that a hamburger place? I don't know. There's a place where like the background it
1: says like Nords. It's like
0: a. I think cat it's cat. Bonds. I think it's a, like a Boer Bonds rally from the 1940s. Interesting. Oh, that's
1: interesting. I wonder what how he picked. I wish I would have known what the background was. I have the artist edition. I don't. I can take a look at it, but.
0: I don't think it's in there yeah there's a couple panels i was curious to have you pull out the artist edition and see if they're in there um but yeah i think this is just a great cover yeah let uh, me it, know when we get to them. actually it's so dramatic right yeah With it's the right behind dark side too yeah and then sad the, however you say his name
1: yeah and then the the one to the right of him is the guy that fails them too later on as we will get to it but mm-hmm. um but, um, but, yeah, I like the introduction of uh, New Genesis. It looks beautiful. Even with the recoloring, it looks beautiful. I like the part where it says, um, there are no structures on its green surface except those which serve the cause of well-being. And I think, to me, I think I'm a big fan of Tolkien. I'm a big fan of Lord of the Rings. And the villains in that story... Um, essentially it was technology like nature trees was beauty and then technology was like metal and like building structures and digging into land you know and so i do like for one thing they the structure is not destroying any nature mm-hmm. so the city the, the city is right above ground so no, no trees are being no animals were harmed in the filming of the building <laughs> of this structure so it's a beautiful and then you see young people, you know, again that theme of like youth, you know, like the exuberance of youth. And I've been kind of doing some, you know, I do for me personally, I'm a spiritual person. I do I've been kind of doing some reading. What's really coming to me is that um, you know, that exuberance of being young and having a positive mindset, you know, when you're a child and you know, being trusting as an adult is dangerous. But then when you're a kid and you're in a good if you're in a good environment and you're positive and trusting, that could really bring about a lot of flourish in terms of like, um, you know, like flourish society-wise, philosophy, science, even sciences, even though like yeah, there are some issues. So I do love uh, that beginning where it says like, yeah, nature is preserved. You have technology, but only the technology is just so to
0: uh, service the happiness. Well, the children look so happy on their plaything, And there's these noble-looking people floating around on those ships, too. Yeah. Um, and they all look just so happy and proud. It's just like a society. It really is a completely utopian society. What I thought was really interesting is, was it page 17 or so, where it talks about the Harry Society? 16. <gasps> 16. Uh, is this in the issue? 16? Uh, Yeah, page oh, yeah, 16. Yeah. Um, which is an allusion to his work on Jimmy Olsen, and here's this um, hippie society, yeah. which is also very um, happy. Everyone seems to be happy, although it's interesting you don't actually see anyone's faces completely. Um, but it's a completely um, natural society. Everything in that world is made of wood.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I was interested. I was I haven't read. Um, this is probably too far into the future, but I haven't read a uh, Forever People. So I wasn't sure if that's um, for, so. It is. It's from Jimmy Olsen, not Forever People.
0: Yeah, it's a key storyline in Jimmy Olsen. Got it. Okay. Um, but but just like the thing you were saying last week and and just now too is Kirby obviously loves the happiness of youth, and mm-hmm. um, you know he's in his 40s at this point at least, but he's excited about what the next generation is bringing to the world.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I. It's just yeah that excitement that you know and I, one th- one other thing about that technological like this this page pages two and three which is a full page spread it's beautiful um, what's interesting is that they've built a structure above ground so it doesn't destroy uh, so it's not destroying any nature and it's not seeping into nature in fact it's the opposite you actually see nature. Being built upon the structures that they've actually, the technology that they've built. So there's like trees in c- city above ground. There's no city on the ground destroying nature. So it's it's kind of cool.
0: It, and the city is just so beautiful, so Kirby-esque. It, it even the technology feels alive in the story, in the pages. Yeah. Um, it, it feels almost organic, and this is a case where the Coletta inks don't take anything away from it either.
1: That's true. Yeah, I'm looking at the art. I don't see any, I see minimal. Oh, it's just wide out. But yeah, it's, it's, I don't see anything taken out. I do wish that maybe if I were able to color, I would love to recolor this with like, I don't know, with Kirby direction or something. It'd be great to see how the new recoloring would look like.
0: Yeah, this has been recolored a few times. I'm sure in some of your different editions you can see that definitely in the 1980s um, Baxter paper reprints, too. Um, but there's something about the flatness of this color that I think kind of makes it more exciting, too. Like it, it really feels like it's a continuation of ideas from the added Marvel, and it, it like feels like it feels perfectly of its time. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of
1: remember, have you, uh, did you ever get the uh, heavy metal issue that came out that had some uh, Kirby um, art with
0: coloring, like his colors on it? Yeah. Okay. that's. It's like the coloring on the issue of New Gods number one. Oh, is it? Oh,
1: okay. Uh, yeah, uh,
0: it's all abstract and weird. Oh,
1: right, right. That's right. The, the cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, yeah. But yeah, so that's cool.
0: So yeah, it starts uh, a lot like New Gods number one, where we feel like we're being pulled into this world, this paradise. And then you flip the page to page four, and here's Isaiah looking like Moses at uh, the Ten Commandments, you know? Yeah. Uh, We don't know his name is Isaiah yet, right? (laughs) Oh, right. He's just High Father.
1: No, that's the reason I know that is because I just read that issue like
0: yesterday. <laughs> oh, right. That's funny. But no, uh, that's cool. And so there's peace, but then you see the panic look on High Father's face. Mm-hmm. And we learn very quickly war, follow Orion.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So everything is suddenly kind of inverted. Mm-hmm. And we know that the, the Kirby esque action is coming.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, uh light ray is all oh let me go help them you know but i want to go to the tachi station uh, he reminds me of luke you know the, the young
0: innocent yeah. blonde you know blue-eyed good you know <laughs> so i was going to ask you do you think uh light ray is one of the with like if we'd gone back 10 years in comic book time if he'd been one of the kids playing on the previous page like he's clearly a child of new genesis who just happens to have these amazing abilities right
1: yeah yeah he's like exactly like he hasn't been exposed to any hardships he's all been you know i mean he's he probably is taking classes on how to do battle but he's never really been in he's never had to like uh you know never had to have hardships yeah one of the thing is you know we will obviously we'll find out more about this later but i do feel like the high father is more protective of uh light rail than he is of um Orion. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, like don't, you know, just don't don't it's not time for you yet. He, I mean, I, I'm paraphrasing, I don't even know if this is dialogue. He's basically kind of like saying, like, yeah, you know, Orion knows what to do. Like, if you if you do what he does, you'll see how hard it is. Just let him take care of it himself. Like, as if, like, I don't know, I don't want to spoil anything, but as if like he doesn't I, I'd like to talk about this later. But I don't know if I'll remember to talk about it, but I just feel like he doesn't he doesn't have as much attachment towards Orion than he does to Light Red, which is kind of disconcerting.
0: I guess it's foreshadowing too.
1: Yeah, it is foreshadowing. And I don't even know if Kirby had those thoughts in his mind or he made it up as he went on, but um, but yeah, I have other thoughts about so that those are some of my thoughts about High Father.
0: But there so, are, one of, yeah. so one of my questions, if you have the the artist edition, is um, pages four and five. First of all, hilariously, Light Ray's mask, Light Ray has a mask, doesn't have a mask, and then has a mask again. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Um, and I was wondering what happens there. So on pa- on page four, panel one, Light Ray has this kind of half mask, like Captain America style mask. Panels two and three, there's no mask. And then... In the full page page 5 scene, he's got a mask again. Yeah, it's the same thing in the book. I guess, uh, you know, Kirby would often forget things like that, but it's so funny that he forgets literally on the same page.
1: Yeah, that's true. That is funny. I mean, he was contracted to do 15
0: pages a week. Um, And also on page 4, panel 3, there's no background at all. Yeah. It just got this green background. Was that in Kirby? Or was that... Is that a case where Coletta erased everything? I
1: mean, you can't see it in the art, right? I think okay. what I've heard is um, this is one of the pages. These are some of the pages. The first three issues, or whatever, the the first three issues did not have uh, Xerox. So... Okay. We don't know. But I think later on... We'll, I mean, later on it'll be Royer anyways, but... We'll find out then. Who's
0: much more faithful.
1: Yeah. But there might be an issue in there with Coletta. Anyway, some of them. Yeah. But this one's zero background. It's so bare. Yeah, which is an
0: interesting choice.
1: But I do see some stuff on the coloring, which is interesting. Um, Like on page four panel two to the left. I mean, there's no direction for coloring, but like, you know how like there's like a white color around text. War follows Orion. Mm-hmm. Like they've colored in the yellow all over the place. There is no indication of that here. Where should it be the whole thing in yellow background or should it just be the way they've done it? Interesting. Or, but yeah. Anyways, but it's yeah. I think for now for this issue we probably can't tell if there's anything erased. But it's so that-
0: so then we flip the page, Oof. And, and we get to this iconic scene, Dark Side sitting in a chair. Yes. Uh, which was a meme for a little while there. One of my favorite memes ever.
1: Was that the one where Darkseid would be sitting in a chair or a couch?
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, an old Tumblr, Dark Side chilling on a couch.
1: Yeah, so that's how... So I um, I think we talked before before we did the you know start recording. Um, we talked about the first time I saw Darkseid like in any way like any I read I mean I've seen pictures of him but read about him was in a DC Legends uh, issue where Frank quietly uh, recreates this scene and parts of issue one but essentially this scene where they they come in the room. It's from different angles. It's a beautiful. Few, I think he did like five or six pages. And in that, Dark Side is actually sitting on a lazy boy, or it looks like a lazy boy, like a little couch. Yeah. Whereas in I didn't so for the longest time, I thought that that was that meme was about him sitting in a lazy boy or a couch, not a wooden chair, like a boring wooden chair. So there was one time I actually asked for this scene. I wanted this scene commissioned by an artist who ended up uh, not giving it to me for like two years. And then when he drew it, he drew it without a chair. So he forgot what the title was. But Uh, that's my first exposure to Darkseid's character and and the whole thing I just wanted to mention. But this is an amazing scene. They come in and um, apparently it's the dude's apartment, but you don't know where they're going. in. it's like a room that
0: Orion has rented or what. I like how the Quietly page, by the way, how he's man-spreading. Oh, yeah, yeah. Darkseid's like, yeah, uh, uh, I'm in charge here. I'm relaxed. So do you notice um, when Darkseid is talking to Orion, he never makes eye contact. He's always looking away from him. Yeah. Um, which I thought was an interesting, very subtle bit of characterization. Oh, like okay. it, on yeah. uh, page seven, panel two, like, he's staring straight ahead. He's yeah. not looking at Orion, who's, like, Darkseid is very calm and relaxed sitting in that wooden chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Orion is just, like, full of energy and anger and excitement. And this, it, again, this is great foreshadowing, because it's so much like a, a dad saying, calm down, kid. I've got, you're, you're overreacting. And by the way, I'm going to punish you for your bad actions.
1: Well, I also feel like from my standpoint, well, we said that thing. And I feel like a lot of times if you don't want to look into something, you don't want to break down emotionally. You might be. I mean, I'm not that dark emotion, But he's just trying to ignore it. And maybe not emotional. Somebody evil like Darkseid would probably not have emotion. But like have some type of attachment. Oh, this warrior could be on my team or whatever. You know, I wish I, you know. I wish he was on my team, and it's another interesting thing about Darkseid is, as you know, I've read further is he doesn't do his own dirty work. No, um, which is really interesting. I mean, we'll get to it probably in issue six, I think it is six or seven, but he doesn't do his own dirty work. Other people do the dirty work for him, and so which is interesting to me because he's been a Superman villain too, right? A lot like Might. And I feel like Grant Morrison probably gets it the most right. And I'd like to talk about this again when we get to it about like his scheming and stuff like that. But I think Batman is the is the adversary that can go toe to toe with Darkseid because it's really about conniving and how to plan. And so there's a lot of interesting things. We'll get to it in this issue too, in terms of planning and everything. But yeah.
0: No, oh, Darkseid's a chess player. He is, and he's not a—he's not a. It's not brute force. It's more like the mind game, or maybe the better term is he's a general. Yeah, you know he is—he is commanding his troops to take action in in very specific ways. I—I uh, think he's a lot
1: like a mobster too, mm-hmm. like uh, Grant Morrison again. Like you know, his adversary is Batman, and in the final crisis where you know, it's the same type of thing. And it happens in this issue you'll find out that um, Darkseid is after the uh, anti-life equation and Final Crisis is the same thing. And he is embodied, he's actually, he's human representative. Like he's in the body of a mobster. He is a mobster. He's not like, he's not like one of the guys that carries it out and he's not one of the lackey. He is the mobster that controls, but
0: yeah, general is perfect, yeah. But yeah, sitting in the, so he's sitting in the chair commanding others to take action,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, which is, yeah, so interesting, right? I mean, because it's I'm used to thinking of Darkseid as this incredibly powerful being. And he's, well, one other thing is that we see later in the issue, especially when we see him walking around talking to Desad, he's not a giant man, right? Recently, he's been drawn as like this eight-foot-tall character.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A lot like Thanos, but in fact he's like, he's like, uh, like if you look on page eleven, he looks like he's maybe five foot eight or <laughs> something, right? He's got this short torso. It's hard to tell how long his legs are because that those crazy boots. Um, but he doesn't. He's not towering over anybody. Yeah, no, he's not that big. Um. And because of that, I think it gives him more power because it shows he's kind of grown to become this this (laughs) Yeah.
1: Or, as we'll find out, he's kind of... He wasn't given it. It's not a natural talent. It's more like he earned it in a way. I mean, I don't know, but not earning, but he ascended to this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, Orion charges into the the apartment that which we discover eventually is um, one of the humans that he's with um, and dark side sends forces at Orion immediately. That battle scene on page eight is part of why I said, why I said the issue is so breakneck um, pages eight and nine when, oh, yeah. when Orion just humiliates um, Brola
1: mm-hmm. in
0: battle uh, is just such powerful Kirby those are the pages where I really felt like it could have been an issue of Fantastic Four and that could have been the thing. Mm-hmm. But there's a whole another level of mythological stress um, or energy to it that just gives it a, a different feel.
1: One thing I'll notice is uh, Dave Lincoln's apartment is wrecked.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the chair sticks around. The chair stays. Sure. Everything else is ruined. The wall, there's like a hole in the wall. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I think it's really kind of funny how on page nine again, the chair just stays there. Mm-hmm. The, the wooden chair, too. Not even the, the lazy boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the uncomfortable wooden chair. Mm-hmm. The chair, the, the empty chair simply reeks of his presence. I just love that line. Yeah. Um. So then we get introduced to the humans who are carrying the anti-life equation. Can I uh, mention something on page 10? Um,
1: first panel, uh, Claudia Shane. Mm-hmm. That's not a
0: Kirby drawing look. that That's not a Kirby female. That's definitely a Vince Coletta mm. influence. That's the romance artist at work. Yeah.
1: It's interesting.
0: Well, yeah, and and now that I look at it, like, Orion's face on that page just looks different from the other humans' faces. Um, he looks apart somehow. Is the lines, I don't know, maybe it's just me, the lines seem mm. thicker. He kind of has this more of a warrior feel to him. Maybe I'm, mm. maybe I'm reading too much into that moment.
1: Yeah, I mean, I see, like, Dave Lincoln on that same panel. That's a Kirby look. I mean, it's yeah and then harvey lockman maybe yeah but it's interesting yeah to your point i think um orion looks different and claudia shane looks different and also if you look at the claudia shane like the female like she she's not she look she's the like to your point is a is a is a romance comic book
0: female not a kirby female If you look at the last page of the issue, she really just looks like... Yeah, she looks like a romance female.
1: But then, if you look... I mean, just thinking about art, just going around all over the place. But there's a part where there's a... Well, the page 16 with the hippies, that looks Mm -hmm. like the Coletta inking, maybe. But then if you look at uh, when people are going crazy, like on page 18, there's some other females. And then page... There's, there's a part where people are in fear. Those are Kirby females, which is in oh, page 17 and 18. Yeah. You know, one,
0: yeah. the Kirby look is interesting. Yeah, you can almost imagine that those pages inked by Joe Sinnott on Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. But Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, page 18. Not to skip ahead. That scene of Orion flying in his astro harness over the city. <laughs> that's like so iconic. Mm hmm. Yeah that's an almost perfect image it just is so so powerful Mm -hmm. last panel of that page too um but we're we're skipping ahead we're gonna yeah yeah um so orion and brolla return to apocalypse and um look at whip brola and think again there is no victory enough dog find your kennel and nurse your well-deserved wounds I mean, Darkseid just hardcore. You fail him, and you are just a dog.
1: You're I, just... Oh, yeah,
0: sorry, go ahead. You're just, like... Uh, I mean, Kirby's really playing up this kind of master-servant kind of thing, you know, and he expects he expects his minions to serve him like dogs. They, No matter wh- how much you kick them, literally, uh, he expects love from them, un- unambiguous, complete love. Well, I actually
1: thought... I mean, I was... I was disappointed he didn't kill Brola. <laughs> <laughs> he spared his life. But then, as we'll see, he doesn't spare other people. So maybe Brola is somebody
0: he actually values a little bit. I think the fear machine is one of those just awesome Kirby creations mm-hmm. that you can't even imagine in three dimensions, but looks so good on the page.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Like it looks like a bug or something
1: hmm it's funny like going to the next page you see those guys working on the fear machine and then
0: now they're subjects of it the first test cases poor bastards right right i'm curious why the sad is is wearing his pink bodysuit and then takes it off but um I, I i think it's just an interesting little quirk of the story i
1: think so- it's a good reveal of the of of um of the kind of the other villain, like he's crazy And you could tell he's like a mad scientist, crazy.
0: Um yeah. When he unmasks himself on the top of page 13, that's just like he looks demented. He looks like he's literally gonna be cackling about, you mm-hmm. know, bringing fear to the world. Ha 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 question. I actually have not read Fantastic Four that
1: much. Um, but uh, the uh isn't there a character um what are the inhumans isn't there a crazy character that's like the brother of one of the kids it reminds me of that character like it's a crazy
0: character right maximus the mad yeah it reminds me of that i don't know yeah they read it so yeah i could see that i could definitely see that but i love the eyes you know the curvy eye with the bushy you know, you
1: know, if they have a bushy eyebrow, they're a bad guy. <laughs> with like, you know, like bags under his eyes because he's crazy and he hasn't slept in a while.
0: Do you have uh, you have the original issue, too, right? I do. I don't have it with me, though. OK, so at the center spread of this page, you have people screaming in fear. And oh. then the next page is an advertisement collections for um. Peace and love sort of posters you can have. <laughs> There's a poster you could have ordered of the ecology sign, a uh, poster of the peace symbol, love and peace. Uh, and, and I think it's so funny because, like, first of all, this is 1971; the the uh, hippie movement is still going. But also, like, you have literally you can order slave hoop necklaces, what, whatever the fuck that is, mm. of the peace sign and uh, teardrop peace symbol. And it's right in the middle of sad bringing fear to the world. I just think it's mm. just a wacky um, juxtaposition. That's, that's great.
1: I like that coloring. I haven't looked at issue two, the original one, but the coloring he just showed me, I like it better. Obviously, better than the trade paperback, which is red and brown, uh,
0: you know. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to be said for the new coloring, but the older coloring, I think, just has this power to it. Mm-hmm. It does. So then we flip to the next page, and the le- and Mother Box is introduced. Yeah. Um, and That's again, Kirby brings up the young of New Genesis. Call it a Mother Box, the young of New Genesis. Mm-hmm. So it it's I, Mother Box has always been something that I've just never really completely understood, I guess, because it's like the sentient technological thing that the children love as if it's their mother Um, it's so Kirby-esque but also so confusing
1: it's like a cell phone all the kids are on the cell phones not
0: (laughs) but it's like a a cell phone that talks to you and cares for you and uh, you know it's it's a living thing does it say it there? I don't see it, like, with the kids loving it. I, I must have missed that. The young of New Genesis called it a mother box. What it does is beneficial to the user.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, so that's how I read that. Oh, it, feel, so- it feels strangely warm. and makes a sort of electronic sound like a computer. It definitely feels like a cell phone in a way,
1: mm-hmm. but, uh,
0: but to another level. Mm. It's got everything you need. Like Other box will help you to see through my eyes, to see the images my words evoke. Mm-hmm. A movie without film, that's wild. Roll, man, roll. <laughs> right. And I think, uh, you know, watching Netflix on my phone or something. Yeah. I was going to say another thing,
1: uh, allusion to the uh, Fantastic Four, panel three, page 13. Isn't there a scene in Fantastic Four where their arms go in? Like, yeah. It's like, and then the team that's built from humans on Earth. They have their own, they have their uh, analogies or analogs here. Mm-hmm. So there's a Sue Storm, there's probably a young kid, the, the red-headed kid is, or whatever, the brown-haired kid is, uh, is Johnny Storm, and, then you know, it's just interesting. Oh, yeah,
0: uh, and it's four of them. I wonder why he chose to have four of them. Maybe he's just used to four, I don't know. That's the formula. The, the fingers on in page thirteen, panel three, are not well drawn. I gotta say, uh, her the, the Claudia's fingers just look like little triangles. Um, just one set of fingers is like the pinky fingers bigger than all the fingers next to it. It's it's awkward looking, but um, you know who cares? In the next panel, they're all looking down at the mother box kind of reverently, mm. <laughs> like people might look at a video on their cell phone.
1: I will say, uh, I think the ink page, uh, yeah, it's not great, but it's, yeah, it's not great, but coloring probably screws it up a little bit, too. Okay. But yeah, it's not great. Her fingers aren't great.
0: All right. So then the battle begins. I think pages 14 and 15 might be, well, actually, I shouldn't say that. I think... Actually, this whole section from here to the end is is completely breakneck
1: mm-hmm. from,
0: from 14 to 19, especially, which just feels like here's this war building and building. And suddenly we're getting a sense of like all the cosmic threats that are going to be attacking Earth. Uh, and it feels unsurmountable. It seems mm-hmm. like it's just impossible to even think about defeating all this. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. To the point where we get introduced to the Awesome Digger Mantis, whose mammoth power rivals that of Darkseid himself. Mm. Now, again, we haven't actually been shown how powerful Darkseid is. We've only been told how powerful Darkseid is. But regardless, we're getting, like, illusions that tell us this guy sitting in this wooden chair is actually incredibly powerful. hmm
1: Yeah. It's interesting. It says that uh, the Awesome Digger Mantis... Uh, whose power, whose mammoth power rivals that dark Darkseid himself. So, like, Mant- I don't know much about Mantis, but is he, like, that strong that like he could...
0: Is he Darkseid's general, or what is he? Well, I think this is one of those cases where Kirby introduces an idea and never quite follows up on it. Oh, interesting. Because, like, Mantis, I think, is a pretty minor character in the New Gods mythology. And I don't think he ever completely follows up on this idea. Mm. Now I'm making the, a point this time of not reading ahead much. So, But you also don't remember seeing him much. Um, he is a character in Forever People, but um, not in the mainline story as much. Oh, got
1: it. Yeah, I mean, I kind of want to finish the story before we finish up. So I need to read it twice. So first time, is so uh, that's why I'm reading a little bit ahead. But yeah, and that, I don't know much about just to, question um, about the jimmy olson book Uh, i had heard that uh, so they have that page that you mentioned on page 16 from jimmy olson um i heard that tom scioli who's like a an artist who's very much influenced by kirby and he loves kirby actually has a book out coming on he mentioned that he felt that Jimmy Olsen should not be included in the New Gods omnibus. It should be like as a side thing, like you know, you should include New Gods, Forever People, you know, Miracle Man, Mister Miracle, I mean, and these other ones, but not Jimmy Olsen. But you mentioned that there's a big plot point in Jimmy Olsen
0: that's related to this. It's thematically related, because I mean, this this uh, idea of the hippie town, Supertown, I think is what it's called is a key aspect of the first two issues of of Kirby's run and was in specifically an attempt to make superman feel more relevant i mean dark side makes his first cameo appearances in i think 134 um and so all this is like at least tangentially related to the work in new gods and stuff i get Seoli's point because it goes off in its own different direction especially towards the middle of the run and oh, my Two of my favorite issues ever of comics of all time are the Don Rickles issues of Jimmy Olsen. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's not quite as connected as the other two books are. Oh, okay. I yeah. mean, New Gods and, and Mr. Miracle especially are just completely wrapped up together.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You can't really appreciate one without the other because, um, well, obviously there's a connection between Scott Free and Orion. Mm-hmm. And also because they're so thematically connected. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of ways. Like Jimmy Olsen's like a travel log through a different world, whereas New Gods, as you see, is like an adventure story that introduces us to these worlds. It's mm-hmm. just a different, different approach to things. Another redhead, Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. 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 Yeah,
1: um, yeah but so. I guess I didn't. I don't want to derail the. If you want to keep going on page seventeen and talk about the fear machine scaring
0: people, yeah, Ryan knows a lot about what's going on. These poor people are just so innocent. Mother Box det- detects an invisible being sweeping through the city. The panic of fleeing hundreds. Somehow Scott's able to. Not Scott, excuse me. Ryan's able to understand the ping, ping, ping as as meaning this complicated thing hmm Um I and I don't know, I wanted to mention
1: something um before I don't know. Did we get to what dark did Darkseid mention what he's after? He did talk about the, the anti-like equation, right?
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And uh, he says uh the ability to control all sorry, I'm jumping back, but I, I do have a note here about that. The anti-life equation. What is the after? Something hidden in our mind, the human mind, Mm -hmm. and the ability to control free will. And right now, his first attempt is to put fear into people's minds to try to get
0: that anti-life equation through fear. Yeah, that does. Isn't that interesting? So, anti-life is the negation of free will, right? It's not Mm -hmm. killing everything like Thanos snapping his fingers. It's people not having freedom to have their own thoughts, which I think is really interesting also. Yeah. He the World War II survivor who basically fought for freedom, and this is how he, he believes freedom is expressed. Um,
1: yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, keep going. I was going to say, to me, the freedom isn't even like freedom to do whatever you want, but actually have your own thought. Mm-hmm. And the reason... I wanted to, because I'm going to jump to page 19. And I wanted to say what's interesting is that this fear machine, the fear generator, um, is disguised as a billboard or an advertisement. Yeah. And I think that's the, like, you know, like freedom, you'll hear, like, oh, freedom is like, you know, me wanting to go outside and shooting off a gun or you know, not putting on a mask. You know, I don't want to, I'm not being, you know, I'm not saying so, but basically, but that's not the kind of freedom I think Kirby's alluding to. Freedom here to me is actually having your own opinions and not being swayed by by outside forces. Mm-hmm. And I think the anti-life equation is that outside force. And I don't know if he meant to do this on purpose, uh, but I feel that, he's making a commentary about advertisement and propaganda and not even, not just political or anything like that, or even market wise, but really like being swayed by other people's opinions as opposed to doing what's
0: right and what you believe is right or what's right, basically. And so oh, that's so interesting. Don't be swayed by false ideas of what it means to be free, really embrace emotional, intellectual freedom. But also, yeah, also like the freedom to think, which
1: so I think the true freedom isn't that like I think I'm free, it's more like being free. you know I think, therefore I am, not you know not the other way I am.
0: Like, not, not I, being, yeah, and I'm not sure if I'm explaining it right, but I feel like we keep coming back to the page with the hippies who are choosing to be free mm-hmm. and choosing to create their own society together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in some ways, Kirby really sees that as true freedom.
1: Mm hmm.
0: Which is so interesting because here he is drawing uh, like 30 pages a month or something. Um, and he's chained to his board. Right. I and mean, they they even talk about Evanier and um, what's his name? Scott. Uh, sorry, Mark Evanier and Steve Sherman in, in the text page in this issue basically talk about how Kirby's a hermit because he has to draw so much. But mm-hmm. he but he. To him, the freedom is he sees what he sees the young people being able to do. Um, I just think that's such an interesting kind of paradox. But I also
1: think that it's in the mind because I think the yeah, not just the, it's the freedom, in, freedom. Freedom is the freedom in your mind, not the freedom yeah. in, your, be, yeah. in your activity. And the reason I allude to that is you know I'm I'm missing where I'm the exact text point, and this is uh, you know one of the things that there is a. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know who this was, but there was a Holocaust survivor who was able to, even though they didn't have the freedom, physical freedom, because like, you know, the tyrannical nature of the Nazis and like concentration camps, he was able to be free in his mind because he was not, he was still maintaining his humanity within his brain. And that's what kept them, you know, made them, and that's one of the reasons you survive, because you come out of it knowing that you are not less than other people you are. Because I also feel like dark side, it's also negativity, which is, I think, Mm -hmm. what Grant Morrison kind of, you know, Grant Morrison kind of alluded to, I don't know if Kirby will do in the future, but it's just despair and sadness. And and so those are the maintaining that positive, that nature, I don't know that. So it was interesting. The propaganda, all that stuff. It's kind of cool. I wonder if Kirby did
0: this all with on purpose, or I'm just reading into everything. Which is either way, it's fine. Either way, it's fine. Well, that's what creativity is all about. That well, that's why this is such a great work, is because you can see a lot into it. A lot in it.
1: Yeah. And uh, and then if you if I may go on to page 20 at the bottom, one, two, three, four, five, panel five. Um, uh dark side is reading off as whatever there's like there's this read readout of, of the fear machine. And he's all like, oh, not the slightest trace of the thought waves we seek. So it showed that fear does not help you control other people. He needs to look for something else. Mm-hmm. And to your point, page, page 16 um, holds the secret that dark side yearns to possess, which is freedom. Yeah. Thought. So it's not ne- fear isn't going to help you control the people. Maybe it's going to control them physically. Maybe brute force is going to control them physically. But there's something else in order to be able to control them mentally, the anti-life equation. And so that was
0: interesting to me. Well, I think that that gets to the core of why New Gods is so great because um, no matter what Dark Side tries to do. Inherent humanity will always win out. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And then, um, do you want to go on to the next page? Where yeah, go ahead. Odds like, hey, you know that guy feels like, or or Ryan referring to Ryan is like, he's all like, you know, he kind of seems like one of us. He he can handle all this brute force. And then he's like, I, I want to get him in here and put the fear machine on his head. And it's just kind of interesting how uh, you'll see Darkseid, in a way, kind of defend Orion. He's all like, Orion is an enemy to be respected. And then, uh, you know, it's just kind of interesting, like, father thinking about, like, yeah, yeah. don't don't mess with him. You know, he's, he's going to die on the battlefield. He's not like a wretched person like the rest of you.
0: Yeah, they're foreshadowing the pact pretty clearly, aren't they? Yeah. Was Orion my own son? He would mean nothing to the purpose of our mission. Well, interesting choice of words there, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Dark side's face. Interesting. We never see Dark Side's eyes on page twenty-one. He's always looking away from us. Mm-hmm. He's also got. Maybe it's not, maybe it's just the rock on his face. But he looks like he's got wrinkles. He's worried. He's stressed out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that look on his face on page 21 panel one where we just see basically the craggy outlines of his face and those kind of beat up teeth of his uh, he looks like actually someone who's been through a lot of shit and he's um, when he says you're blinded by your own mania he's come to that life lesson in a hard way mm-hmm. yeah you do
1: his you do see his um his eyes on Panel uh, five. Yeah, and that's when he's all like, "Hey, if he was my son, even if he was m-
0: my son, I wouldn't care, right?" Just a really interesting monologue.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, so then the humans are are say they're ready to fight Dark Side, but I don't think they're up for the battle. I don't think they know what they're getting themselves into. No. <laughs> when the Black Racer hits New York City, uh, I'm not sure they know what what what's gonna hit them. Mm-hmm. I have questions. I guess that's coming up in the next issue. I'm
1: gonna have some questions about the next issue with Black Racer. Coming up.
0: Yeah, honestly, I I I'm not a big fan of Black Racer as a concept. I like the I like a few of the pieces of the character, but I think it's really contrived. Mm. But we can get to that next week.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then, uh,
0: wow, my copy of that issue is so beat up. Holy cow. That's awesome. It means you read it a lot. I bought it used. It's got these little holes in the bottom. Oh, and scuff marks and the covers all. Mm. I love used. Whatever. So
1: uh, they're cheaper and it means like they've been read. So,
0: but yeah, this team up page. They're all teaming up. They're ready. I don't think they're really ready. I I don't think they're going to like what happens. Yeah. So New Gods 2. um, I think it's a great issue. Uh, Nothing's (laughs) going to beat New Gods 1, at least at this point. But Kirby does an amazing job of building the universe.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. It was enjoyable reading it
0: again. It's just... I don't do that very often with comic books. Well, I like that we came up with, I came up with, I like that we found a lot of stuff that I wouldn't have seen myself. Mm -hmm. There's a lot going on here and it really shows how engaged Kirby was in the story. Mm -hmm. He was thinking a lot about this and whether he was thinking about it consciously or unconsciously, you could see it on every page. Mm -hmm. And I think this is why you see why, why Kirby is one of the greatest cartoonists ever because he was able to express his own inner turmoil in a way that connected to his modern world.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So I mentioned to you, by the way, that there's a three pages of of Chachkas you can get about peace and love. On the inside, on the last page of the comic, is a whole bunch of ads for, or is an ad for stuff you can get that Woodstock based necklaces and stuff when was woodstock was it 69 or 68 68 so three years almost three years later you can buy a you can get with it be the first to wear the symbol of the exciting never to be repeated event on the very bottom the little tiny letters it says copyright warner brothers 1971
1: Uh, (laughs) it's little did they know that there would be a woodstock Uh, 1990s, and then another one in 2000 and then the 90s one, and the second one just was unbelievably horrible, and everybody lost money, so they never did it again. Yeah. (laughs) Um, any last words on New Gods Two? What's that? Any last words? I think that's it. I think I talked about everything I had. Very enjoyable issue. We got to meet Darkseid. And uh, I love that. Uh, My my favorite part was that billboard uh, symbolizing the fear machine. Or, yeah, changing Uh, people's minds.
0: I just love the sight of Orion flying around the world in his astro harness. Mm -hmm. There's just something about the power of that image that just makes me smile every time I see it.
1: Oh, thank you.